Hello and welcome to the podcast, Spill Anime. My name is William, and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Wind Rises. The release date of this film was on July 20th, 2013, in Japan. The movie is based on a real historical figure, Jiro Horikoshi, who was responsible for creating the Zero Fighter during World War II for Japan. The film was directed by Miyazaki, later announced his retirement after the film was produced. The budget for this film was about $30 million, and box office total was about $136.5 million US dollars. So now, we're going to be talking about the plot of this film, as it starts off with a young Jiro living in a small town in Japan. Young Jiro dreams of flying planes, as we see what Jiro dreams of. Jiro wears glasses because he is nearsighted and the plane crashes because of his ability to see in the dream. Despite his weakness, he asks for help in the real world and dream world with Giovanni Caprani, who is a famous Italian aircraft who appears in the dream world. In the dream world, Giovanni tells Jiro to become an aeronautical engineer instead of a pilot, as then he could follow his desire with planes still. Giovanni shows Jiro a few of his planes that he designed, saying how beautiful they were. Out of the dream world, Jiro is determined to become an aeronautical engineer and studies the principles aerodynamics. We flash to the future where Jiro is a young adult now, as he entered the University of Tokyo to study aerodynamics. While traveling to college in a train, a sudden earthquake happens while he is on the train, causing the train to stop. Everyone flees the train to get to safer ground. There, Jiro meets a young girl named Nahuko, who caught his hat earlier from being blown away while the train was still moving. Jiro sees Nahuko trying to help her guardian off the train, but it seems as if she sprained her ankle when the train harshly stopped. All hell is loose, the city on fire, as a few places got caught because of the shake. Jiro helps Naoko and her maid by strapping a cloth and sliding ruler to straighten her leg to heal it faster. Jiro carries the maid through a safer area where many officials and people are gathering. Both Naoko and the maid are thankful for him and ask for his name, but Jiro leaves without telling them. Jiro arrives at the university to see it on fire and people throwing books outside to save them from being destroyed. Jiro sees his friend Hajo outside protecting the books and they meet and talk. Hanjo informs Jiro that the whole east side of the school is on fire and nearly destroyed already. We flash forward a few years after college. Jiro works as an aircraft manufacturer and designer for a company in Japan. Jiro's first assignment is to build a fighter with a design team but ends up failing and the company is forced to give up its contract to a rival company. Redirecting its attention to designing of the heavy bomber, the company sends Jiro and Hanjo to Germany to study tactical advances of German Junker aircraft designs. German's aircraft technology was about 10 to 20 years ahead of the Japanese as they wanted detail and information to help them create a metal plane in Japan. Jiro with difficulty gets the necessary designs from the Germans and returns to Japan. A few years later, again, Jiro is assigned another fighter project for the Japanese Navy, but the project fails, again, not reaching high enough speed as the plane falls apart. 
Jiro falls into disappointment and depression that the company sends him to a summer resort to recover in order to get their chief designer back in top form. When at the resort, Jiro meets Nahuko again as she's fully grown up now. The two eventually recognize one another when Jiro caught Nahuko's umbrella as the wind took it up. The two become closer and eventually fall in love, saying Jiro was Nahuko's knight in shiny armor. Jiro slowly gets back into building prototype paper planes and designs while still at the resort. Nahuko falls very ill when Jiro asks Nahuko's father for his blessing to marry Nahuko at the resort. Nahuko steps in to refuse it until her tuberculosis is cured. Jiro accepts and will wait for her to feel 100% better to ask again. Eventually, Jericho's vacation time ends and he returns back to work to get assigned another fighter project by the Navy as chief aircraft designer. The design will be in secret as the company gets Jiro's logins at his supervisor's house to avoid attention. Jiro and his design team attend to construct Japanese future naval fighter as an evolution step in aerodynamics. Nanako's health has gotten worse though. As Jiro gets a letter saying Nanako's had a lung hemorrhage and coughed up blood, Jiro visits Nanako quickly before the last bus and train leaves, while in tears, still doing his plane designs to see Nanako before she goes to San Antonio in the countryside. Nanako goes to the San Antonio to get her health fully back, but can't bear to be a part of Jiro. She also senses that she will die soon. She sneaks out of the sanatonium to see Jiro one last time. Jiro gets a call about Nautico leaving and goes to the train station to see if she really left and he eventually finds her and she is very weak. Jiro asks the supervisor if Nautico can stay with him but the supervisor says no unless they are wed and an official couple. Nautico agrees to be wed that night in order to sleep and be with Jiro longer. The supervisor and his wife conduct a traditional Japanese wedding, and the couple spends their brief happy days and nights together. Jiro's sister comes by and foreshadows that Nautico will die soon if she does not return to the sanatonium. As she just finished her medical school saying that she will have a horrific impending death. Jiro completes his plane design Mitsubishi A5M. Before he leaves to go to the plane testing site for a few nights, he spends a few moments with his wife cuddling together and holding hands as she hasn't moved or walked within a few days already. While Jiro is at the site, Natago leaves to go back to the sanatonium as she knows she's going to die and does not wish Jiro to witness her last terrible moments. Jiro's sister sees Natago leaving and tries to stop her, but it is too late as her sister goes back to Jiro's room and housing to find three letters, one for Jiro, one for Jiro's sister, and one for the supervisor and wife. We go to Jiro in the flight testing as it finally goes well this time. Jiro and his design team watch as the Navy plane flies. As the Navy pilot flies the plane going 240 knots which was a flight speed record at the time. Jiro watches as his creation is about to touch down on the ground, but then he feels a strong gust of wind 
from the distant mountains. As he stands, he senses Nataco's death, leaving him stunned, while everyone else celebrates the flight's success. The final scene of the film is the end of World War II, where Jiro revisits his dreams with Giovanni, as he did several times throughout his life, but this might be the last time. Jiro expressed his regret and sorrow about his creation that it was used for war. Giovanni comforts him by saying, airplanes are beautiful cursed dreams. You just wanted to create planes, but your design was used for war. Saying he enjoyed his famous 10 years as an artist. Giovanni directs Jiro to a grassy hill and shows Nahago coming towards them saying, you must live. Jiro nods, unable to speak as she vanishes as the wind rises. The two men continue to walk through the grassy hill talking about the 10 famous years that they had as an artist. And that is pretty much the plot of The Wind Rises. So we're going to take a short break and then talk about the production and the characters. Hello and welcome back to the break. So now we're going to be talking about the production of this film. As Miyazaki began to convey Jiro Horikoshi's life in 2018, published the story as the manga for the model graphics from 2009 to 2010. The title was The Wind Has Risen. Jiro's real life experience was in 1935. Jiro's real fiance name was Adako, who actually died from tuberculosis. The name Nahuko was borrowed from a novel named Tatsugo. Miyazaki actually wanted to make Panyu 2, but his producer proposed to adapt the manga Wind Has Risen instead. Miyazaki rejected making the film until he was inspired by the quote while reading Horikoshi's writing, saying, All I wanted to do was to make something beautiful. Another thing was Jiro had an older brother, not a younger sister, that was placed in the film. So, some of the characters that we have here is we have first Jiro. At the end of the film, he is 42 years old, brown hair, brown eyes, wears a suit comprised of, of a white coat, blue tie, white pants. He is trustworthy, hardworking, and good-natured. His first dream is dashed because he is nearsighted, because nearsighted people can't fly in planes, but later works for the Mitsubishi Airplane Design Company. He goes to Germany, and he actually studies the Nazi German planes and gets inspired by Junker's G-38 plane. The resort Jiro goes and meets Nago is actually in Kirozawa. The final dream scene, we see Jiro's plane destroyed on the ground. The two planes that were destroyed was the Mitsubishi AM-5 and AM-6 planes. After the war, Jiro and his colleagues go on to create airliner NAMCYS-11, a turboprop airliner. The next character we have is Nahugo, first seen in 1923, the Great Kanto Earthquake in Japan. Young Nahugo is happy, fun, and full of spirit saves Jiro's hat from being blown away when they first met. Jiro tries to visit Nanako's place, but the address of the place was burned down by the fire after the earthquake. They meet and fall in love at the resort. They get married by having a traditional wedding by Jiro's supervisor and his wife. 
Nanako has black hair, black eyes, wears a yellow clothes with a white apron, and later kind of wears a pink dress. In the final scene, she wears a sweater that is heavy blue. He tells Jiro at the end of the film that he should live on the love, faith, and trust that she has for him. We also have Jiro's best friend, who is Hanjo, Jiro's longtime friend since college, works with him at the same company, criticizes Japan's for being undeveloped with technology, feels upset with its designs are used for weapons for war as well. Jiro's friend is black hair, black eyes, usually wears a brown coat with a blue hat. We have Mr. Kuokawa, who is kind of like the big boss, the leader of the group of the airplane designers. At first, he is kind of mean, he's short-tempered, but at the end of the film, he grows kind and enjoys having Jiro on the team. He helps Jiro get married. He is the chief and mentor for Jiro. We also have Kostorp, who is first seen at the resort. He is a German fan of Jiro while at the summer resort. His first name is Hans. He is friendly and very talkative. He also predicts that Germany and Japan will be blown up by nuclear weapons at the end of the war. Talk secrets about the Nazis, what they are planning to do with aircrafts, making them into weapons for mass destruction. Hans leaves the resort early as Jiro believes he's trying to run away from the soon-to-be war. Wears a, a gray business suit, short brown hair with blue eyes. And those are pretty much the main characters I just wanted to talk about this film. As now, talking about a little bit about my own opinion of this film is pretty much I'm a history nerd, really big on World War II, so I enjoyed learning more information about this and enjoying how this was a realistic event, but still had that fantasy feel in it. It is a romance love story that should have lasted longer. Unfortunately, stop looking at the small picture of that he created weapons for Japanese, so he's the enemy. Where he actually says he didn't want to use his creation as war weapons. It's just that the timeline where he was born, he just wanted to create beautiful plane designs. That's why Miyazaki wanted to make this film as Jiro's quote that inspired him to actually make the film was, all I wanted to do was to make something beautiful. Which I believe him 100%. Definitely a tearjerker at the end. 100% recommend watching this film as I did not expect the last like 20 to 15 minutes it started getting really like sad and like depressing but I enjoyed I really enjoyed watching this film this is one of the films I was not expecting it to be that have such like an impact on me saying like oh my god I'm gonna like this film but I enjoyed it a lot I probably will watch it again it's just so hard to watch the sad moment the last 15 minutes of this film so it is a film that you might cry, and that is pretty much it. That's all I have for The Wind Rises, as that is the last Ghibli film of the season, as we're pretty much all done. I am going to be talking about, now that I have pretty much watched all the Ghibli films now, and we are done with the season, I want to talk about my top 10 favorite Ghibli films in order. Nothing has really changed between like the top 5. The top five is pretty much the same. 
So, and number one, my favorite Ghibli film is Howl's Moving Castle. That would probably stay at number one forever. And then number two is Princess Monomoki. Number three, Spirited Away. Pretty much locked in. They can probably switch between two and three, but Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Monomoki, and Spirited Away are my top three. And from box office and reviews-wise, they are pretty much everyone's top three. Number four is Poco Rosso. I enjoyed this film so much. And I always say this, and I said it when I did Poco Rosso in, in my podcast episode, that this is probably the most underrated Ghibli film created. It has so much like information and like talent in it that it just gets overlooked or underlooked. Number five is Nasuka of the Valley to Win. Beautiful film. Miyazaki's first Ghibli film. We also have number six, Whisper of the Heart. Surprising for me, because I never heard of it. And then this was the first film I was like, wow, this is really good. How The Wind Rises did the same thing to me for this one. But number seven is Castle in the Sky. Of course, that's just a classic film. I enjoyed watching it. The Wind Rises, number eight. That's another one that was like, this surprised me the most. One of the few films that surprised me the most of like how good this was. Number nine is Ponyo. And number 10 in my last list, top Ghibli films I enjoyed is Kiki's Delivery Service. As that was the last hard 10 to try and pick. Pretty much House of Moving Castle, Princess Monomoki, Spirit Away are like the top three I kind of watched the most. I watched Not Scroll the Valley Win a lot and yeah, and Castle in the Sky. So the rest of the film I do watch a lot, but not as much as those five. So my most surprising Ghibli film that I enjoyed watching, as everybody told you, is Whisper of the Heart. As I want to put this one instead of The Wind Rises because it is the last one, so I still have a lot of feelings about this. But I don't want to put all my feelings into that one because it is the last one. So I'm going to go with Whisper the Heart because that's just the most surprising film I enjoyed watching. Most disliked film, like with all the memes of the Ghibli films, they're all good. Just this one just disappoint me the most was Only Yesterday. As it was either a hit or miss film, as I said in the podcast episode for this, is I didn't get it. It's because I'm younger, I was born in the city, so that's why it is my most disliked. I also have thought was going to be good, but it turns out to be just okay. And for this, it has to be Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro. As My Neighbor Totoro, I believe, is the most overrated. I'm sorry to say this, but to me, it just seems overrated. Won't overstep my boundaries with people's opinion. Like, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. it. Just to me, it's too many people enjoy it, and I don't see why this is such good. There's so many other ones that are, I believe, is better. And then Kiki's, I expected more from it. Again, these are the two that are rated G, so maybe that's why it is a kid's film that I'm trying to look for more, but just for me, I was expecting kind of more from this film. The last one I have is the hardest Ghibli film to watch, and that one was Pompoko. 
as that was a really hard Ghibli film to watch just because of the raccoon and their testicles. And every scene of this film was rat balls. And just overall, it was just difficult to kind of watch and comprehend. But the message of the story for Pan Go was really strong and very sad as well. So don't want to harp on it too much, but it is enjoyable, but very difficult and tough to watch. And that is pretty much all I have. As we're officially done now with the Ghibli series now. As I believe I'm going to go into more individual anime films next week. So I am still debating of doing a few Netflix films. The first one is, of course, No Game No Live Zero. Which has... It is kind of just a pre-sequel to the anime No Game No Life, so it is still okay to watch that film first and then get to an anime or watch the anime first and then movie does not matter. We also have Dragon Quest Your Story on Netflix, which I enjoyed watching. As I do have the game Dragon Quest, I believe 15 now. So the game, the video game is really old, but they did such a good job making it. I kind of want to watch it again and do my own review for this. But we are taking a different turn now since the Ghibli season is over. I want to go into more individual anime films. So if you guys want to recommend me any anime films, I do know some popular ones on Netflix. And of course on Netflix and pretty much on the internet like Your Name, The Weathering With You, Mary's Witch's Flower I've seen. So I'm probably going to be talking about that. That's a very close Ghibli resemble film. There's a few others that are close to Ghibli resemble films, so I'm going to do those. But I definitely believe next season that I have is definitely going to be individual anime films. And I'm hoping to do it as a disconnect. As I do want it, I don't want it to connect to the anime, but then I don't want it to be like, you have to watch the anime to get the film. I just want this film to be separate from the anime. So, if that makes sense. To just the film itself. It has to be its own film or does not have to connect to an anime. Which is why I'm doing No Game, No Life Zero. Because it does not connect really to an anime. But it's kind of like a pre-sequel to it. Thank you for listening to the podcast and make sure to tune in next week.